Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your mission-related questions. And with me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome back, guys. It's good to be here. Good, good. Okay, so my next question, or my first question, yes. is all of the stories that we hear about India, all of the reports coming back to us from our partners in India, especially post-COVID in the situation, mm-hmm. um, are that the church is exploding in growth. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how is this happening in Indus, India specifically when there's so many other religions or so many other gods and so many other things that they worship vying for the same kind of attention? Well, first of all, in India, there are basically three religions, all right? There are, there are as you say, but the others are small. Hinduism is the big one. Right. And then you've got a large chunk of the population that is Muslim, so Islamic. And then you've got now a growing number of Christians. Right. So those are your big three. No Buddhism in no, India? There, there might be in the north a bit okay. and stuff like that, but not that much. Right. And there'd be a, a scattering of the others, but we'll just talk the big ones. Right. So those would be the ones. Then you've always got a little animism going on. Right. Animism is worshipping the sky and the moon and the stars and trees and etc. And those are considered kind of folk religions. They right? are, yeah. We just, we just sort of bolt bump them all right. into one called animism. Mm-hmm. Um, they're folk or not folk. Um, they're, they're, it's, it, it's sort of like trying to understand who God is, but not falling into a big system. It is this sort of belief, well, we've got this all around us, all these trees, etc. Mm-hmm. We'll worship the creation because we don't know who the creator is. Right. Or even if there is one or where he came from or whatever like that. So therefore, we'll just worship the creation. So it's worship of creation, Hinduism, um, Islam, and Christianity. So those are the four. W- and would animism be more the, the tribal, more remote versus? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Overall, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, cities as a whole are less religious than right. countrysides. But at the same time, you'll have the standard religions in the cities. Okay. So when it comes to all those different religions, mm. how is Christianity spreading so rapidly well, again, after the pandemic? Yeah, you know, here, here is basically the, the, the individuals who endured the, the COVID uh, crisis. Right. These people demonstrated in front of all these other religions that there is a big difference between pure Christianity and all the other world religions that were around them. Mm-hmm. They had been used to all these billions of gods within Hinduism. Right. And those billions of god they would sacrifice to, believed in, they had power, etc., etc. But there was no change of life within the beholder. It, uh, the worshiper didn't change one little bit mm-hmm. because all it was was an external religion. In Christianity, mm-hmm. we believe in God indwelling a believer and that change transforming their lives, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, right. and that transformed life would then come out in different ways. The bad parts, the sinful, the evil, would be supplanted by the godly and the good. And therefore, now you would have a different person. COVID brought this to life mm-hmm. in the fact that the, those from the other religions were hiding, they were scared, they were greedy, they were hoarding their food, they, they were just basically themselves. Right. And then all of a sudden the Christians turn up and they're loving people. 
and they were sharing their food. They were praying for people. They were counseling. They were doing all the things that Christians should do. Right. And therefore, the, the Bible came alive in the, in the lives and the actions of all these believers. And then everybody stood back and said, so that's what they've been preaching about. Mm-hmm. So that's what they stood for. We never really understood Christianity. And therefore, these people started to come from various big religions, right. animism too, and they started to say, why are you different? And when you say, why are you different to a Christian, right. then First Peter pops up where it says, always be prepared to give an account for the hope that lies within you. Why, why are you different? Why do you have hope? Mm-hmm. And therefore, you're proving it by your actions. You're different. Tell me why. And therefore, that's when you're supposed to give the answer and be prepared for that. And the other answer is, Jesus did this in me. He lives within me. The Holy Spirit is changing me. And therefore, you know the rest of the right. story. But that's what it is. COVID really magnified the difference between Christians and Absolutely. non-Christians. All over the world. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a magnification of not just the big issues, but the smaller ones too. So the things that we never even thought people were looking at, they were looking at. <laughs> and they were starting to look at our morals, our ethics, our values, our, um, our character, characteristics of um, w- what was important in our life. And then all of a sudden, the Christians, if they were walking with the Lord, let me put a caveat mm-hmm. in here, all right? Some people call themselves Christians. I don't think they really are, but they're going to church, mm-hmm. but they're really not walking with God. They've never had a born-again experience. The Bible talks it's about... It's all external it's and not Totally external. It's right. like another like religion. Right. Okay? It does talk about Jesus and everything like that, but it has no power. And therefore, it's when that person understands what Jesus was talking about, right. about being born again, or that what Paul was describing as the way of the Christian life. When the New Testament is really boiled down and said, this is a Christian, that's different than those that are just hanging on to a religion. This is what these people saw. And all over the world, they saw the same thing in the tiniest little details of those people's lives. We were in, we became almost invisible and people were looking through the flesh and the blood and the bone to where God was in our lives Mm. and starting to spot God likeness. Right. And that's what drew people to the Lord. Because during COVID, we had talked in a previous podcast, I think it's specifically about Vietnam and um, some of the regions coming to Christ there. And the the driver in that situation was they were terrified and scared to die yeah. and wanted the assurance that Christians had, and they wanted to understand that. So yeah. would that be the same in same India thing. then? Same right? thing. Same in India, same in Vietnam. They would <laughs> it's funny because in Vietnam, um, people were coming up and they were saying, why are you laughing? Why aren't you scared? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you panicked? Like this COVID thing is going to wipe us out. And um, they were walking up with joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and faith. There's a list of those somewhere in the Bible. (laughs) Um, And and I think that list is exactly what sets us apart. Right. Now, if you want to take it to other parts of the world, um, when a Christian does not behave in those manners and with those characteristics, we are then just cast aside and they said, well, that's what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. We didn't see any difference. And much of North America, much of the West Western society, Christians were sort of cast aside because we weren't acting as a whole in very loving ways right. during the COVID situation. And therefore, um, the world just ignored us. 
It's hard to ignore God's presence. It really is a difficult thing. And that's why overseas in the India, as we say, or some yeah. of those other countries, um, God was not being ignored because the Christians were demonstrating a difference. And therefore, they had all the attention upon them. And uh, I heard this one testimony this one brother was telling me. He says, uh, he says, yeah, we went out every morning. We got our best clothes on. We took our, our food with us. We went out to preach. And nobody cared about our clothes. And <laughs> nobody cared about our food. And he says, all they wanted to do was ask us why we were different. Hmm. In other words, you can dress up the outside. You can give people gifts. It right. doesn't really matter. Because really what they want is they want a, a clean life. They want one a, a life that is filled with joy and happiness and peace. That's what they really want. Well, in a lot of the reports that we get back from our partners, hope and peace, it's such a common, common theme that um, the people coming to know the Lord, they're, they're hungry for hope. They're hungry for peace. I, I mean, I think everybody in the world is. And if it's not being demonstrated, then they're not going to necessarily find it is what you're saying. That's right. Right. That's right. Well, we're the best examples of effectiveness. And we're, you know, you can say, well, what about these nice people in other religions? There are a lot of nice people mm -hmm. in a lot of other religions who are, are just basically that. They're nice. Yeah. But there's a difference between being nice and be radically changed by God into a holy walk with God and mm -hmm. to righteous, uh, righteous living and those sorts of things. And that niceness goes only so deep. I call it the skim milk of human kindness. Right. In other words, there's something built within most people. I know a few that aren't, but um, <laughs> um, th there's a niceness built into most people mm. that is probably, I, I would say, an inch thick. Mm -hmm. And it, they're good folks. But you can get past that, and they're just like everybody else. Whereas what Jesus promised was he would go to the innermost part of our being, and it would be like a river of water flowing out of us. In other words, it would affect everything that we are. This is something that we have to hold on to. Yes, we fall. Yes, we make mistakes. In India, they made mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, people got mad. People did this. People did that. But not as a regular occurrence. This was something that was minimized by the power of God upon them and their walk with God. Also, other people were depending upon them. Um, you know very well, uh, both of your mums, and very well that you can do a lot of things, but you sacrifice a lot, and you act a certain way to take care of your kids and your grandkids, okay? And therefore, it's a matter of you lay aside a lot of that because you've got to take care of other people. Your wants and wishes come secondarily to mm -hmm. that. It's the same thing overseas. It grips believers. They say, we've got to go out there. We've got to work hard. We've got to demonstrate what it means to be a Christian. We will love these people. They are determined to let God shine through them hmm. because those other people's lives are at stake. So it's a matter that they are working hard to walk with God, not just for their own eternal destiny or, or their love for God, not just their personal things, mm -hmm. but they're going to do it simply because other people are watching and their lives may be dependent upon me walking with Jesus and showing it. So this is, this is the thing that I, I, I struggle with sometimes, trying to explain missions. Mm -hmm. Missions is, is more than just going out there, getting up on a soapbox to another culture and yelling a message and reading some scripture and saying, now repent and be baptized and shaking a finger at people. 
More than that, it's saying, okay, I'm an example of what God can do. And when nationals do that within their own culture, it's very effective. I am an example of what God can do. You know, I feel like this podcast is very important and it has a message that, um, you know, we're not really hearing very much, this internal change of the Holy Spirit, which believers understand is what's supposed to be there. And yet no one's really talking about it like how you so clearly just laid it out. That other religions, it's an external um, demonstration. Yeah. It's lived on the outside. We're going to do good deeds. We're going to do this. We're going to help you. We're going to be nice. But this internalization of what the Holy Spirit does inside of us, I'm not hearing people talk about that very much. Other religions want to appease the gods so they won't hurt them. Mm-hmm. That's the basics of this. Right. So you can take all the great world religions and, and even communism. Why are you going to believe in it? I'm going to appease the government so they don't hurt me. Hmm. Everybody's the same. Whereas Christianity stands apart of saying, of course I'm not going to hurt you. I love you. And that's God telling his people, his creation. He's saying, I'm not here to, to be the bad guy. You don't have to fear me. Come. Hmm. And then he says, basically, what was lost with Adam and Eve in the fall, I can rebuild into your life. Hmm. I can walk with you. I can lead you. I can be your God and you will be my people, etc. And then the New Testament even great, um, in, in more detail explains it. Over here, getting back to the c- question, over here, our problem is that we, we are satisfied. We are satisfied for an extent, a part of being, of walking with God. And it's sort of like, God, on Sunday, I'll take your hand and we'll walk. But please, I've got six other days to enjoy life. And therefore, it's a matter of, yeah, 20 minutes in the morning, you got it, God. That's what you need. That's what you're going to get. 20 minutes studying the Bible, prayer, I'm on for that. Mm. But, Lord, uh, the other time, okay, listen, I've got a lot to do. And, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm happy with the way I am. Mm. Overseas, many of the people have been so lost, and they knew they were lost, and they were, knew they were unhappy. They knew they were sinners. That when they accept the Lord, they cannot find enough time to be with God. They, they sacrifice a lot. They'll, they'll leave their crops early for prayer meetings, for Bible studies, for, for fellowship with one another. Church services last three, four hours. Nobody gets bored. They sort of stick around afterwards just to be with one another. Um, it's a total different environment. It's a very been stark a difference. Oh, it's a huge wow. difference. Huge mm-hmm. difference. Because of our attitude over in the West as a whole. Mm-hmm. No, God, you've got your place, I've got mine. And I'm willing to meet, though. Um, just let's do it Ooh, quick. that's painful to hear. It's... Uh, Convicting, just, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I'm just telling you, no, this is the way it is. For sure. We're um, so satisfied with so little. Yeah. And um, children of Israel were this way, too. Hmm. Listen, this isn't new. <laughs> um, middle of a wilderness. Um, it's the same sort of situation. Right. We go with the times. The good times, we sort of ignore God. Bad times, we're right there beside him. Right. That's normal. It's not right. Overseas, they're under such pressure, persecution, suffering, Lack of, lack of, lack of on all fronts. That uh, that when they disguise, th- when they discover a gold mine, they're going to cash in. Right. And that's what they find. Okay. Well, thanks for answering my question in many different ways. I really appreciate that. <laughs>